Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 791. Chapter 120. Kindness. Two hours later, I sat alone in the dining hall. My head ached and the side of my face was hot and swollen. I'd bitten my tongue at some point, so it hurt to eat and everything tasted of blood. My mood was exactly what you might imagine, except worse. When I saw a red form slide onto the bench across from me, I dreaded looking up. If it was Carceret, it would be bad, but Vachette would be even worse. I had waited until the dining hall was almost empty before coming to eat, hoping to avoid them both. But glancing up, I saw it was Penthe, the fierce young woman who had beaten Shaheen. Hello she said in lightly accented aturin. I gestured polite formal greeting. Considering the way my day was going, I thought it best to be as careful as possible. Vachette's comments led me to believe Penthe was a high-ranking and well-respected member of the school. For all that, she wasn't very old. Perhaps it was her small frame or her heart-shaped face, but she didn't look much more than twenty. Could we speak your language? She asked in a turin. It would be a kindness. I am in need of practice with my talking. I will gladly join you, I said in a turin. You speak very well. I am jealous. When I speak Edemic, I feel I am a great bear of a man stomping around in heavy boots. Penthe gave a small, shy smile, then covered her mouth with her hand, blushing slightly. Is that correct to smile? Is it correct and polite, a smile such as that shown a small amusement? Which is perfect as mine was a very small joke. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. This is very sweet, um, and it's it's interesting to hear the dialogue because Penthe isn't as good with the language as Shaheen or Vashit are. Um, but it's very sweet to kind of have the reverse where Kvothe, like explains the correctness, I guess, uh, like the meaning and, and appropriateness of um, facial expressions. We get more of that on the coming pages. And it's, it's really sweet and nice. Penthe seems like even more sheltered and unfamiliar with... with uh a turin culture than tempe is i don't know when it's appropriate to smile or how much yeah the sense i get is that she's never left which means that like they teach it here like you can get an a turin teacher or you know you have the opportunity to learn a turin and learn about facial expressions also or maybe tempe has just been on the road long enough that he's picked up some of it well actually his 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 now that you now that you mention it wasn't his a turin was worse right like he could barely say anything he spoke very broken to Turin until Kvothe started teaching him. Yeah, it's like it's not clear if they have a system for teaching people here. Yeah, and he totally didn't understand the facial expressions, but she understands enough of them to like at least academically. Like it seems like mm-hmm. she doesn't really know how and when to to insert them, but she understands like you know small smile upon hearing bad joke mm-hmm. is appropriate. But how small yeah. and for how long do I make eye contact? Yeah. yeah. The nuances are not clear. Okay, I have two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing is that where does Quoth get off telling us that she's young at 20? He's like 
15. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, and then the other thing I have, which feels more relevant to the page, um, and to do with the facial expression thing, um, I sort of wonder, like, so we learn facial expressions and we do them automatically because we learn them as babies. Like, we learn them as seeing the faces of our parents reacting to different material. Um, but if ademic, if in ademic culture you don't make those reactions, it makes perfect sense that Penthe has no idea how to react because um, because no one around them would would be reacting. And I feel like it would be a really difficult thing to learn. Like, I feel like it would be really difficult to learn that as an adult. Well, as we learn on upcoming pages, it's kind of the same as um, the hand talking, like the the hand talking replaces the facial expressions and vice versa, which is probably how Penthe thinks of it. She also makes it clear. It's like, it's not like she doesn't know what the expressions mean, but because it's rude to make facial expressions openly with people who you're not super close to, like she is familiar with like the, the facial body language of like her parents and her close friends. Cause it's appropriate to, to do that when you're alone together with someone like that. Oh, so they would make facial expressions with their babies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And like, and we, and we also know that, Te- like Tempe told us, like it's like children make facial expressions like this because you, because of course they do. They're children, but civilized people don't do that, right? So it's not a question of her like literally not knowing what they mean. It's a not. It's a question of not knowing what is appropriate with strangers. I see. That seems reasonable, and that also seems very verisimilitudinous for anyone looking to like visit or take part in in the practices of another culture like you would want to know like what was uh like what was going to be cool and not cool like the like the holding hands thing the the holding hands thing in india like very normal to hold hands in toronto not so normal in a city in india i learned that the other day and got really anxious because how do you then keep track of other people in crowds if you can't hold on to them like what if you get separated (laughs) nobody will be bothered if you hold your husband's hand in india jordana but the but all the vlogs say that they will well you're not going to delhi in delhi they'll smack you but you're not yeah uh, i am though you are okay yeah yeah, i'll explain that later but yeah (laughs) (laughs) fun in delhi (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah nick i'm i was actually going to ask you like did you were, were there any kind of cultural things that you felt like you had to adapt to or like were you like anxious about anything when you were uh when you were out of the country just uh, a few days ago a little bit i got used to it it is definitely striking uh having spent your life not being a visible minority suddenly being a visible minority we were mostly in places where uh, I mean, I, I gather that Delhi is far more conservative. We didn't go there. We were mostly in, in Mumbai and Goa. Nothing really untoward happened. Some kids did stare at me. Like it, some people did stare and they were almost always kids because, you know, they had probably never seen a white person before because it is, in fact, that unusual to have non-Indians. As it seems that way anyway. Um, I was mostly struck by the uh, the culture around driving is very very different i guess for me i'm thinking of like whenever i go into a church i am never sure quite sure like what is appropriate to do or do like should i be wearing a hat should i take off the hat when do i do that you know things like that 
uh yeah there's a few there's a few things often upon meeting like elders or respected people you you touch their feet or you you know you you reach for them oftentimes they'll stop you and say no 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 don't do that but uh it is respectful to touch the feet of your respected elders for example would that be like any elders or like uh like people that you know uh upon meeting like someone like who's being introduced to somebody yeah someone who is like middle aged might be offended i think it's meant to be like for venerable people but honestly i'm the wrong person to ask about this stuff this yeah, well is... of course of course but then i'm sure you were kind of thinking to yourself like should I do that? Should I not do that? Would it be weirder if I didn't? Yes, and I was lucky enough to have my wife that I could pull aside and be like, hey, should I touch your parents' feet when I meet them and stuff like that? Um, so I had a little, I had a cheat sheet. Yeah, well, and I mean, I'm sure that... And and Quoth is Penthe's cheat sheet. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm driving at. Like, Penthe is asking Quoth, like, hey, like, am I doing this right? <laughs> yeah, but she's also kind of doing him a favor or like showing him kindness by doing this as yes. i think we'll we'll talk about this in the coming pages but like i think she kind of intuits that he needs a friend right now yes and he needs he also needs someone who is well respected in the school to be his friend right now mm-hmm. so he is offering her a kindness and she him well i think it's the sort of thing where i'm trying to think of a an equivalence here i don't know if someone is having a really bad day or kind of in a really bad way. And so you kind of feign like you're like, you have a problem that they can help you with so that they get a win. Yeah. Okay. Fine. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like even I'm even thinking about like when I was in middle school or high school, like, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I was a saint, but you know, sometimes there was a kid who was lower on the social pecking order than I was, who was like sitting alone in the, you know, in the, god the the cafeteria i guess it would have been and i would go over and like make conversation because damn they're having a they're having a bad day i can tell they're having a bad day and i can make their day maybe like five percent better by just like you know chatting to them about something i think they like you know so is does penthe pity both is this a pity conversation a little bit pity has kind of like a negative connotation that I don't quite think applies here, but I do think she's like, she does feel sorry for him. Okay. Reasonable, reasonable. And I think we might all feel sorry for someone who we knew had just gotten seven shades of shit walloped out of them by their teacher. Um, seven shades of shit, a uh, new book series coming out to follow, uh, 20 shades of gray. That's right. Yeah, or 50 shades song? of gray. However many shades of gray they're supposed to be. Isn't that a song by queen? I don't know. Might be. Listeners, write in and tell us if that's a song by Queen. We have a letter today if there's no more notes. Reasonable? Yes. Ready? Uh, This letter is from a Cervic speaker uh, responding to a conversation that happened a little while ago. So apologies if, if we've dropped the context. Dear Pagers, I agree that there's nothing intrinsically wrong with mirroring real world East West differences in fantasy worlds. Also, Hard agree with Nick that Daenerys' arc in Game of Thrones is a mindfully done white savior narrative and that Martin highlights the problems with that narrative through her failures. But I think it takes deep reading to see this because at first glance, Danny appears successful and the writing treats her more as a hero than a villain. And I think the author does have a responsibility to take a stronger stance when dealing with such important and dangerous issues. However, I was thinking more about the TV show when I said I felt uncomfortable with it, which, as you rightly said, entirely misses the point of her arc. 
with love. Signed, a cervix speaker. P.S. The Jordana tries an accent bit was truly hilarious. Give us more Jordani the country lawyer, please. <laughs> I don't even remember that accent now. It's been too long. It's gone. <laughs> now, I, 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 Jordana, are you telling me that you attended simple country law school along with the rest of our cohort and you retained no, nothing? I say nothing. Uh, I hear do by say that as long as you do it henceforth before I do it, I can then speak once more as a simple country lawyer. <laughs> well, capital, now, capital. Now, I do want to. I do want to stress, my my fellow simple country lawyers, that Nick is more of a a a, a country fried Kentucky lawyer, whereas. Jordana, she's got some of that, some of that Louisiana spice, you know. That's right, some of that Bayou gumbo. That's right, <laughs> simmering down there. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. If you well, have well, any well, listeners from Kentucky or Louisiana, they will rightfully pillory us. Yes, now let's let's mosey on down to Jordana's fan boat and uh, <laughs> take a constitutional why not. <laughs> Listeners, we will be devoured by gators on tomorrow's page of The Wind.